I know I'm fine, but the money makes me handsomer. Walk around smelling like a come up in the answer for her problems, but I'm not him. I don't mind it though. You don't like me how you think you do. I like it though. I know What's I'm up, fine. people, and welcome back to Bronx Meets Bean Town, episode four, I think. Yeah, yeah? episode yeah. four. It's been a while, but there also hasn't been anything baseball related. Frankie, how we doing? How's the throwing programs coming along? Doing good. Don't remember last time we talked. Uh, hit ninety two. Pre lockout. Pre lockout. Hit, hit ninety two. Yeah, hit ninety two. Sitting, sitting eighty eight, ninety in bullpens. Uh, we're ramping up for the season. Uh, hopefully, to become a future Red Sox or Yankee. That, that you know, I'm with it. And um, you're going to be a senior this year, right? This is your senior year. Senior season. Senior yeah. season. What you are a senior? Yeah, whatever. That's yeah. that's exciting stuff. Uh huh. Sitting about sitting about 80, 83 left-handed too. So you know we're rolling. Okay. So you're clearly right-hand dominant. Yeah, yeah, just like all the weighted balls, all the all the drive line shit. That's yeah. all right-handed right now. You know. Cool, cool, cool. You got a fresh little pitching ninja shirt. Shout out pitching ninja. He's the Yankees he, edition. He's the goat. He's the goat. Of course, absolute legend. Um, let's hop right into it. What? Let's hop right into it. What, yeah, let's what hop right into it. Uh, we have Universal DH confirmed. Very That's exciting. a W. That's a, you know, it's W for baseball. It's a huge, huge L for Diamond Dynasty. I will be the show players. I actually have just gotten back into Diamond Dynasty, like within the past 24 hours, played a couple ranked games. And I was thinking like, I feel like, you know, like benches are going to be irrelevant now, honestly. Completely. Like, no one's going to use it for like if you have a lefty starter and like you have a lefty hitter, like no one's just going to use it for that. You know what I mean? So, like, I'm I scared hope, for next year. I wonder if they're going to interpret it next year. I hope for Diamond Dynasty, uh, they keep pitchers batting. Personally. I think they, I honestly because think so. There's so many insane cards that come out throughout the year. Let's just let's just let the hitters bat. And, you know, in MLB, it's fun to, to get a hit with a pitcher in, in, in the show. Do mm-hmm. I want to watch pitchers hit in Major League Baseball professional games? No, absolutely not. Should have been gone a while ago. But people are so good at that game. And if there's no pitcher, you need – sometimes you just need that to get back in the groove from, from the, uh, the pitching side. So Just need an out. I agree. Just need, just need an out. At the uh-huh. end of the day, though – W for MLB on that note. And uh, we have a draft lottery now. Yeah. I wonder I'm, how that's exactly going to work. I'm kind of, uh, I'm, I think it's probably going to be a little more NBA style. I'm, I'm a fan of the draft lottery. I don't really think there's too many teams like tanking in the MLB. I think teams just well, suck. That I do think there's teams that do the bare minimum to keep their team, like the Pirates, for example. I agree. I think it's harder um, to tank in the MLB than in, than in like the NBA or NFL. I do, well, it's just because it takes so long for those draft yeah, picks to, to so make, many games to make a, an impact. But I'm I mean I'm a fan of it. I like you know I'm a fan. Uh, of it. It's it's a change in the right direction. I would have rather seen a salary floor like a minimum that you need to spend every year. I think that would help teams. I think that would impact the game better than a draft lottery personally. Cause if that's the case, then you have to, you have to spend money. You don't have a choice. Yeah. You don't have the pirate spending 
$35 million on their entire team. You have to spend $80 million, for example. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there's a lot of business things that come into that. Like part of the reason they don't spend money is because they don't make money. Well, or you could argue that if you spent more money, you would make more money. That's a, that's a easy economics theory that goes back for you spend money to make money pirates. You want to get good. You want to make money. You have one of the nicest stadiums in baseball, put out a good product on the field and you'll make more money. How do you put a good product out on the field? You spend money on players. It's, I don't think it's that uh, complex. Now, draft lottery, and didn't they remove draft pick compensation too? Didn't they take they did. that away? They did remove draft pick compensation. I remember Manfred saying that. I like that as well mm-hmm. because that will entice teams to pay up for their home talent instead yep. of letting them walk away and getting a draft pick. Mm-hmm. Man, and, that's, and that was one of Manfred's points when he was talking about it. So. I didn't really get too many clips from his uh, presser on Thursday, just that little snippet that I heard. But, I mean, I'm pretty stoked that we get Universal DH. I think that'll really change the game, especially, like, in the NL, and I think it'll get a lot of big contracts going on. I think you might see Nelson Cruz go to the National League for the first time in his career. So, I mean, I'm excited. Yeah, you're going to see – I mean, yeah, that, that opens up the whole DH market. It also lets – some nice ballparks um, in the NL too for uh, some big hitters. Yeah, and shout out to the only Hall of Fame member inductee this year, Dave Ortiz, first DH to be um, first round ballot Hall of Famer. Obviously, well deserved. Um, it wasn't really a question in my mind, and I think that will this step will also open the door for more potential DHs like a Nelson Cruz, like uh, what JD Martinez has has turned into. Um, over time, if they, I don't know, Nelson Cruz is going to be questionable because I'm pretty sure he had a PED thing back in the day. Um, did he? If memory serves, yeah, when he was on the Rangers, I'm pretty sure he did. Huh. The whole um, Rangers team was on PED. But, you know, you know, guys like J.D. Martinez and other full-time DHs, uh, obviously J.D. Martinez needs another six, seven years of, of consistency to have a case, but there that's going to open the door to DHs being more welcome into the Hall of Fame, in my opinion. You know, we have Edgar Martinez, we have David Ortiz. Now, that being said, we shouldn't just let anybody in, of course. We shouldn't let the Omar Vizquel's of the world in the Hall of Fame. But if your career as a DH is worth it, just because you don't play the field, David Ortiz, for example, is the greatest clutch hitter postseason, in postseason history to me. And... Um, there, this is going to pave the way for more players like that that don't play the field to get into all fame, which I think is another plus for this. I agree, but did you say that JD needs six, seven more years? He's of, thirty-four. He's thirty-four of consistency to have a Hall of Fame chance. Yeah, but he didn't break out till he was twenty-nine. I know, but no shot that he's playing till he's forty-one. Yeah, there is absolutely a shot. Especially with full-time DH now, especially with full-time DH now, he doesn't have to play the field. He can go to all 30 teams and not worry about playing the field. Jaden Martinez has been on record saying he wants to play into his 40s. All right. I guess we'll see how uh, – Now I is mean, he, he, he going to say that all he wants, exactly. but you don't know if his body breaks down when he's 37. So 100%. 100%. Gotta he's got to take care of the body, but Universal DH will let him do that more now. He's not going to – if. If he wants to go to the National League after his contract's up, boom. He can go do that and not worry about sacrificing his body in an effort to do that. And also helps guys, like you said, Nelson Cruz, who's 41-42. He's not touching the field, but it'll help him 
stay relevant for all 30 teams instead of half the, half the league. I think uh, a lot of people across baseball are in a unanimous agreement here that the universal DH is a major, major W. Mm-hmm. I mean, Nelson Cruz last year at age 41, 265, 32 bombs, 86 RBIs. Like, that's very, very productive baseball out of a 40-year-old, 41-year-old. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, He's still doing it. benefit so much from that. He did kind of struggle there. I mean, not to go off on too much of a tangent, but he did struggle there towards the end with Tampa, but he's still going to be a productive bat somewhere if, as long as he still wants to play, which I think he does. For sure. So what else we got? What's going on in Red Sox camp, Oliver? Any rumors coming out? Anything happening post-lockout? What are you What are you hearing? I still think there'll be moves made. They're not done yet whenever this lockout ends. And now we just did, did just talk about a couple positives that have come out so far, but there's still a long, long list of negatives. Of course. That, um, have no sign. Like today, I think they're meeting today. We're recording this on February 12th. I believe they're meeting again today. Um, and it, it's a big day for, for that. Yep. Now, as of right now, spring training is still a go and everything is still on track. I don't, at this point, Manfred said he thinks the season's starting on time. So there's very high optimism on that. I don't know where he's getting his optimism from because I don't have any optimism right now. Neither sides are budging. Um, The owners took 45 days to even pick up a a phone. Um, So per Jeff Passan, tomorrow is the most important day yet in baseball's labor battle, one that will chart the course towards opening day or it's postponement. And Rob Manfred has a center of it all. And then he has a big article. So today is a huge, huge day. Um, we'll find out more as time goes on. But right now, and I was a believer that they would figure shit out and get it done, but it hasn't looked that way. I hope I'm wrong, but I, I don't see spring training starting on time. I'm still holding out hope for opening day, but spring training, I think for sure will get delayed. And then you're going to hear complaints all April about how nobody's ready. The product looks like shit, all this crap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking to a uh, current member of the Brewers 40-man roster who I train with sometimes. Um, he's just like, you know, because like I, I, I've I bombarded him with questions, not being a fanboy or anything, but I've bombarded him with questions, you know, like asking about the lockout and stuff. I mean, it's tough. Like, can't talk to anyone in his organization, can't get any sort of throwing programs, do all that on his own. I mean, it's just a struggle honestly, for all these guys right now, especially Don- those people who just got added at the 40 man at the end of last year, or this off season, you know, they don't know what they're doing. They don't know what to expect. Yep. Yeah. Especially for newcomers to the, to the process, these young guys. And I, I saw a funny thing that said Dante, Dante Bichette resigned as a coach so he could work out with his son with, with to work out with Bo and train him right now. So I thought that was pretty funny and pretty cool. I saw that. That was really cool. But there's a, yeah, it's, it's still a mess. You as much these guys need um, as as much as they can train with themselves and train with other players and teammates and players around the league and whatnot. At the end of the day, they need the organizational structure to to start getting ready into the season. Like we should be, it should be bus day coming up and spring training. Pitchers and catchers should be reporting like right now, and Mm -hmm. there's obviously no signs of that. 
So hopefully we have a good proposal today and we can make some traction between the players and the, and the owners. And as much as people do want to keep blaming Manfred over and over again, while that's very valid, you have to blame the owners as well, because this isn't Manfred versus the players. This is Manfred and the owners versus the players. And the owners are just as stuck up and snobby about everything that, that as is Manfred. So it's the owners and and Manfred in the commissioner's office and all them, all those douchebags versus the players who really just want a little bit more respect and want the game to grow. And on top of all this, sports betting has become so big in the past year. Huge. Becoming legal throughout several different states, and it's eventually going to be legal throughout the whole country. If the MLB gets delayed, they are missing out on an enormous amount of revenue with how big sports betting has become throughout the country um we saw football nfl numbers go up all year yeah and a big part of that was because of sports betting and same for nba same for college basketball it's so obvious uh to first of all for it's just to legalize it because it's an absolute money pit 90 percent of these people have no idea what they're doing and they're just shoveling money to the state yep and on top of that these sports organizations like the nfl like the nba like the mlb can make a huge amount of money off of this. And if the MLB gets delayed when sports betting is taking off, it's just another huge, huge miss for the, on the MLB's part. Losing so much money there. I agree. Bet responsibly, everyone. Of course, bet responsibly. And on top of all that, with sports betting, like I said, comes exposure to the game, comes uh, new fans, comes all these things that affect the game positively. And if they don't figure this shit out, and make it delayed, they're going to miss out on some of that stuff, which would be a real shame. I agree. Pivoting a little bit, um, we saw last week that the MLB has stopped steroid testing for the first time in 20 years. That's, you know, it's only because the labor agreement expired. They're going to, when this agreement comes back together, the testing will resume. Yeah, I know that, but just was a little fun thing real quick. It was, it was ironic, especially because it was right after a Hall you of know, Fame. Bonds and Clemens didn't get yeah. into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, that was, that was pretty funny. So which player in the MLB would benefit most off juice? Uh, I would say Aaron Judge or Mike Trout because they'd be able to stay healthy. I would, I would pivot to more of a Byron Buxton. I think him on juice with the speed, he could be a 50 home or 50 bag guy. I mean, even without the juice, he could, but that's another guy that I would put in the conversation because just give these guys HGH and they stay healthy. Yeah. So, so basically any superstar that could be a superstar, but has injury problems over the past five years, give them HGH, Jacob deGrom, even he would benefit greatly from it Yeah. because uh, I mean, maybe pitchers are all different because it's usually elbow shoulder and not just like wear and tear on the body in general. But I think Mike Trout, Aaron judge, um, even Tatis, like these guys that have battled injuries already in their young careers and um, would benefit greatly from some HGH. I think it'd be, I think it'd be fun for the game. I, I don't know. I, I think there should be some things that are allowed, some medical practices that are banned that, yeah. that should definitely, uh, they should take a look at to keep these guys healthy. But some, some of it you can't help. No, I don't think people should be fucking shooting up trend and and getting out on the field or anything but um do it as long as it keeps these guys healthy and on the field i think it would only help the game to see your stars out on the field the game 
hasn't seen Mike Trout for a full season in four or five years. And that is sad. The best player. That's you know. sad. So I agree. Uh, news coming out of Yankees camp in the past couple of weeks. The Yankees are going in for a hot pursuit of World Series champ Freddie Freeman when the lockout is over. Good. I hope they do. First take initially. Um, I don't know how to feel about this because Luke Mark Voigt- share 2.0. Yeah, without the switch hitting. But um, in terms of age, contract, expectations, and everything, I think it would be because you're going to have to fucking pay. If he, you're going to take Freddie Freeman away from the Braves, you are going to pay this man an absurd amount of money for 10 years. And he's 31, 32, I think. 32, maybe. And look, I love Freddie. Huge guy. Not, I, I mean, you, he's, a not, great, he's a great fit for the Yankees. Let's be honest. He is a great fit for every single team besides, I can't really think of a better first baseman off the top. Maybe the Jays. Yeah. Uh, he, he helps. He improves every single team, no matter where he goes. He's a gold glove first baseman. He's got an MVP, even though it's a short year. Uh, mm-hmm. World Series champion now. If he, he, I wouldn't be surprised if he just goes chases a bag. I hope I part of me hopes it's with New York because as much as good as he'll be the next three, four years, those last three, four years on that contract, wherever he ends up, are going to be pretty tough, I think. Mm-hmm. But with the universal DH, maybe we start to see shifts in that. If Teixeira, I, I mean, I know Teixeira went to the Yankees, but maybe something else happens and he plays more DH if he goes to an NL team or something. I don't know. Yeah. You don't know. We, we don't know. And maybe Freddie's an anomaly and plays elite until he's 40. Uh, who knows? He could be. But at the end of the day, if the Yankees are going and throwing money at Freddie Freeman, they're not throwing money at Aaron Judge. Yeah, yeah. There was no discussion of uh, Judge deal prior lockout, which I don't think we were expecting. But uh, a little quote from Luke Voigt yesterday. He said, I want to play first base for the Yankees. If that happens, great. If not, I'll go somewhere else. He said, I expect to. I'm the only first base on the depth chart right now. So, yeah. I mean, he wants to be a Yankee. You can tell. He wants, but he said, I'm not going to be a Yankee and ride pine for 162. So, I think, I think there's some big decisions to be made out of Yankees camp post lockout because we all know that um no yankees fan was satisfied with uh whoever we signed who was it what was that guy's name joelly rodriguez what is that yeah exactly (laughs) so i mean i mean similar situation over in boston is i came into the offseason saying the number one priority is to extend rafael devers and there's been absolutely no traction there so that part sucks but the other signings have been good they've added depth in their pitching rotation they've made a couple trades to you know they traded hunter renfro for jbj and two top 20 prospects i thought that was a good deal you sell high on hunter renfro you boost the 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 farm a little bit which is slowly becoming one of the better farms in baseball although people don't want to admit it they're they have four top 100 prospects now and the, their top 20 is looking pretty damn good and pretty deep so high bloom while we're still winning we're still building they're going after that dodgers model now that's almost impossible to replicate replicate because the dodgers are so fucking deep and so good but that's the model that people should be trying to replicate yeah i mean at least we get a minor league season no matter what happens so that's encouraging Yes, that is encouraging. We also get college baseball, which I'm going to try to get into a little bit this year. Um, Big fan of college baseball. It's uh, pretty, I mean, you got kids who are 
They Literally. just love the game. It's like it's like college basketball. You just got kids that so much it. a lot of them know that it's their, you know, this is the end for them, college baseball. And a lot of them are also out to prove that it's not the end for them. So I'm looking forward to getting into that a little bit more this year. You're gonna you're gonna pick a team or are you just gonna watch and you know evaluate? I mean, if I gotta pick a team, I'm picking Rody. I mean, come on now. Cut. Okay. Got to got to stay true, but if I were to pick like a like a team down south that actually stood a chance, I don't know. We'll see how the personalities are on the teams that I watch and everything. So, also on on top of that, friend of the uh, small state big takes program, Ben Porter is teaming up with Giraffe Neck Mark on a college baseball podcast that I'm looking forward to. So learning a lot from what those two did. I knew I knew I know Ben played baseball for Columbia not too long ago. So he's obviously very familiar with the college baseball world. I'm looking forward to listening to what they got and getting knowledge on, on the game. Yeah. I mean, college baseball is very exciting. Uh, especially since I'm playing it next year, I've been following it a little bit more followed it last year when uh school right down the road from me, old dominion made a big run. Oh, in, you? Uh, yeah. And the big college, they were in a couple, couple, uh, what a couple websites or articles. They were uh 24th ranked in the country preseason so that was now, pretty do they do the same thing as like basketball and football where there's a top 25 every week and everything for baseball uh i don't know if it's every week but yeah it, yeah, yeah it is every week actually so yeah, like it actually is very big thing uh to get ranked so that's i remember there was an old college baseball video game that i used to play in oregon state was the, the team to be for whatever reason really yeah that was back when you were probably still in the womb probably <laughs> So Oliver, which uh, which Red Sox prospects are you excited for? Tristan Cassis, hands down. When says ETA? I doubt it'll be this year, barring any injuries. I would like for it to be this year, but at the same time, I don't want to rush him up. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna say 2023, but I'm hoping for the summer this year because that man can fucking hit. 230 240 something like that just absolute tank and just hits bombs he i think he's in the let's see mlb top 100 i'm actually on the top 100 right now on mlb.com yeah he's 18 see he's zooming up that list because i think he was he was can you look at history of of where they were in the past I can go. He's to right behind 2020. You know, the next year. Mickey Mantle. And Jason Dominguez. <laughs> I, I, I low key feel bad for that kid uh, because that's just, it just, he's not possible. even the best prospect in our system, which is like, well, he was going into last year, but Volpe shot up everybody's board last year because he was awesome. Yeah. He's projected to be the number one prospect going into 2023. Cassis was 71 in 2020. I thought he was in the 70s. So look at that. He jumped 50, 60 spots in a year. He He's going to be sick. Obviously, I'm excited for Marcelo Meyer, who's already a top 10 MLB prospect. Um, interested to, he, he's, you know, three, four years away, but I'm interested to see. He's left-handed. Okay. He's, you know, he's a whiz with the glove. He, he's a good hitter. He looks like a Red Sox. He does, and he – he, I'm whether they use him for a trade piece down the road, if it or they eventually, it really depends if they're actually interested in Carlos Correa or not. If they're interested in Carlos Correa, 
and they sign him, then ideally I think you move Xander second for now and then worry about what you do with Marcelo Meyer down the road because mm-hmm. all of a sudden you have infield problems if that's the case. Xander has an opt-out after this year as well, which is something to note. So he yep. could opt out if he wanted to, which he probably will. And then if that's the case, Marcelo Meyer's path becomes a lot easier in this organization. But if Xander is, stays even at shortstop, you have Xander at short, Devers at third, Cassis at first, and then if Jeter Downs gets a shit together, you have him at second. Mm-hmm. Where does Marcelo Meyer fit in the future? Who knows? That's a problem for another day. But Tristan Cassis. There's never a problem with too much depth. Too much depth is a great problem to have. It's something exactly. that we haven't had for a while. And now that you, the Red Sox. Saying, we don't have anyone to play second base. We have to go sign someone. But now you can't, you can't forget about uh, Nick York, who's actually leapfrogged Jeter Downs in the prospect ranks. Nick York's 100, a top 100 prospect now. Ooh. Jaron Durant's still on the prospect list. Well, I guess why wouldn't he be? Yeah, he didn't qualify for at bats last year. Oh, okay. I didn't know what like the the threshold was to get on or off the list. It's 150 at bats, or like being on the roster for 60 games or something like that. And then for pitchers, I think you need. He wasn't on the roster for 60 games. He was sent down a lot. No. Yeah, he was up and down a lot, especially because he couldn't hit up here. COVID too. Majors getting and... just caught up for shit. Um, I just blanked on what I was going to say, but that's okay. Let's keep it rolling. Yeah. He's right now have, uh, three, four prospects in the top 100. Yes, sir. So looking good for the future. We got Anthony Volpe, Justin Dominguez, Oswald Cabrera, who has sneaky had a really good year last year. Anthony Volpe-esque down in the minors. And Luis Heel, who came up last year for a couple starts, started off really hot. Is that how you pronounce his name? Heel. Yeah, Heel. Luis Heel. Stupid. I thought I, it was I hate him Jill. now for that reason. I thought it was Jill for the longest time. I thought it was Gil. Yeah. So 30 innings, 307 ERA, uh, 19 walks, which is not good, but you know. 30 innings, 38 Ks. I like that. One and one. So he was pretty good last year. Um, cool little fun fact. Um, I actually work worked in the past year with this pitching coach who was a part of the Yankees organization. He was no longer, and now he just got assigned to their low A team. So congrats on that. He's an absolute flamethrower. So that was pretty cool to see. So I'm excited about the Yankees future. We got a lot of we got a lot of arms. We got a lot of middle infielders in there, which are very valuable. So probably have some trade pieces in there, have some future studs. So I'm excited. Now, how do you feel about the Yankees future when Aaron Judge is a Boston Red Sox? Well, that's just not gonna happen, Oliver. I, I mean don't count your chickens for a hatch, you know? I mean, I just I just don't think Judge. I think Judge is just not a Boston Red Sox. Just, He's no. a fan, fan he of the team, confirmed. No, just one one picture and a shirt doesn't mean anything. Yeah, childhood means a lot, though. No, one picture and a shirt doesn't mean a thing. Oh, they differ. No, you know how many people grew up loving Derek Jeter that aren't Yankees yet? Derek Jeter, I meant not Derek Jeter. Mike Trout, just name one of them. I mean, he'll be a Yankee when we trade him. No shot. So, I mean, hey, Bogarts hey. was number two because of Derek Jeter. We have to get out of a lockout first, Oliver, before we, we talk about any of this. That's. You're, you're right and when that day comes we'll be definitely posting way more regularly but hopefully 
it comes soon and we'll do a bunch of preseason predictions for all all the divisions and um mm-hmm. all the awards and everything can't wait for these uh i can't wait for these uh podcasts mid-season after yankees red sox series where one of us talks about how we're the best team in the league and one of us talks about how we should sell the deadline those are going to be some fun uh conversations yeah, the Red Sox definitely still need to add an add an arm. I mean, you added Rich Hill and Michael Waka, but that's just depth. Which I'm I mean, fine. Those are two I'm Yankee fine. pillars right there. I'm so. fine with adding depth. Don't get me wrong, but I don't. I still think you need another arm, and I still think you need to at least make a run at Correa or Suzuki or both. Yeah, Suzuki. Suzuki. Kurt. Oh, oh, the Japanese guy. Japanese fellow, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about him. He'll probably end up with like the Mariners, like or a West Coast team, like uh, like they do most of the time. Yeah, uh, it's it's kind of rare to see those Japanese imports come over to the East Coast. What was the last one like Tanaka? And Shusugo went to the Shusugo went to the Rays, but he sucked. Yeah, I'm. T- yeah, I was ref- more of these like prize guys. I, yeah. You know, the Otanis, Ichiro's. I mean, Daisuke was kind of a prize guy. He came out east, and, and Tanaka is the same way. I guess, you now looking back on it, 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 that might not necessarily be true about the these Japanese players going out west. But when I think of it, at least recently, Otani sticks out. Obviously, he went to the Angels because Closely. for whatever reason. Yeah, because yeah. he's, he's a pussy and didn't want to handle a real media scene. Nope. <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna go the more, I'm gonna go the most irrelevant LA team where I'm not even the best player. I don't blame him. Whatever, it's worked yeah. out for him so far. I mean, he's killing it. You gotta make the playoffs. I know. I really want to see that team in the playoffs. It'd be so cool. They should be so good, but they're not. They have Rendon. They have Trout. They have Rendon. Otani. Rendon sucked last year, and he was hurt. Trout was obviously hurt last year. The one year Otani's not hurt, everybody else is hurt. Yeah, of course. So, Jared Walsh rakes. Love Jared Walsh. Didn't do anything yeah. second half, but still love Joe Adele. Joe Adele sucked so far. Still yeah. promise for him. He's still young enough. David Fletcher, he's solid. He's not great. He's not good, but he's yeah, solid. He doesn't do anything. He's, he's like a shitty whip Merrifield. He's just a guy. Yeah. He's just a guy that swings at everything and barely hits out of the infield every time. Hey, they have a closer, though. Rossiel Iglesias. They do have a good closer, and they did add Noah Syndergaard. So they're... that's one thing that the Angels have always done is try. But they but they just fail at it. Like CJ yeah. Wilson, Josh Hamilton, Albert Pujols, they try. They I mean, do. They just, they just suck at evaluating talent, I guess. Yeah. Either uh, that or they these guys just get paid and go to LA and get complacent and don't care. Yeah. Yeah. University uh, of DH, by the way, good for Pujols' career. I hope he sticks I, around. I, what do you say? He's got one more year. Is he done? I don't know. I just want him to play. I want to. I want to see him hit hit those special home run numbers. How many? What's he chasing right now? Chasing a rod. Someone signed a rod for four games. Seven hit four bombs. He's at. He needs twenty one homers to hit seven hundred. Really? Most does. He's at set six seventy nine. So I hope. Even though, you you see that thing circulating about his high school picture. Yeah, how he, he looks literally like looked like the, the guy in bench warmers. Yeah. That came in. I was like, I am 12. That Albert Poulos is probably 50 years old. He's listed <laughs> at age 42. He's probably 50. How much does he weigh? 
I don't know. It doesn't say right here on this on this page. I he's six foot three. I guess he's like two forty. How many home runs did he hit last year? Let's see. Last year, Albert Pujols hit seventeen home runs in one hundred and ten games. Okay, he crushed lefties. I still think there's a spot for him somewhere. Some shitty, some some team will should give him a chance to get to seven hundred, if for nothing else. One mm-hmm. of these crappy teams, like, dude, I don't even care if the Pirates go out and sign him. That is going to pull some people to go watch Albert Pujols all year. You'll sell out three games watching him try and hit this home run. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'd pay I'd pay eighteen bucks for a seat out there to try or like and the Diamondbacks. Diamondback Stadium balls fly out of there. Big field though, but yes. Big field, but the ball flies. Mm-hmm. All right. Do we got anything else to talk about? I got a little thing for you real quick, but you want to cover anything else? Um, I just want to look at any more Albert Pujols destinations real quick. Okay. What are we thinking? Off the top of my head. Colorado. Little reunion. Cardinals, but the Cardinals are going to try to contend. I don't know if a contending team is going to want to sign Pujols. Yeah. I, I hope they do. They'd unit. be like Colorado, but they don't spend money for fucking shit, so they probably you, won't. Could you see like a team like with a young first baseman like prospect or someone to like mentor? I think that would be a fantastic idea if someone did that. Yeah. Who we? Who is it though? I mean, the Rangers are going to contend, so like they're going to try. They're not gonna. No. They're not I'm this gonna, year. They're probably they'll probably go like they'll probably win eighty games. I think. Pulse would be sick on the Blue Jays. That team yeah. would be so much more it's fun. so hard for him to get at bats. I know. But, yeah, I mean. Maybe a team like a young team like the Tigers that are yeah. that, that, that could make a push this year. They got some young talent and made a Mickey. couple. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Fuck, never mind. Him and Miggy just. That would be sick it. together, though. Oh, my gosh. They it's like switch a off playing first. Yeah, it's like Brady and Manning teaming up. That would be so funny. Oh my gosh! Who? Whoa, whoa, the Indians? They don't the have Guardians. It. The Guardians. Sorry for anyone with I have their a... backyard baseball logo. Yeah. Yeah, they suck. They do they suck. suck. The Athletics suck. They trade Matt Olson. The Athletics are super trash. They're going to trade Matt Olson. I don't think uh, they should trade Matt Olson with all the other moves that they've made. I agree. Well, let's I don't think. Know. He'd I be kind of cool on the Padres too. I'm just trying to think of like teams with young players, fun, energetic that he would fit in with. Let me look at teams. I haven't I looked at. I think he would fit in with the Mets or the Phillies or the Mariners or with the Marlins. Sorry, the Marlins. He's not going to hit a home run in that stadium. No, I agree. Not Cincinnati. <laughs> I wouldn't wish that upon anybody. <laughs> That's like every team that the uh, what are the Royals? What's the uh, what's the last thing you got for me? All right, so we'll get a little good thing for you. Uh, I'm gonna tell you some facts about this player. He was a he was a Red Sox, and you gotta try and name who he was. All right. All right. This player was a Red Sox for five seasons. Uh, he played his last five career years with them, from 07 to 11. He had one All Star appearance. He what else we got? I'm gonna try. So he was on the World Series team. Uh-huh. 07 World Series team. Is he relevant on that team? Um, I mean, he was an all-star. I mean, that year in 07, 270. Is it JD Drew? 
JD Drew. Good job. JD Drew was uh he was good for a little bit. Yeah, nice little solid right fielder for y'all. He, he was hated on, but um when you when it's a guy when you look back on you're like, oh, he's actually pretty good for the Red Sox. Yeah, I mean 0809, 280, 24 bombs, 19 bombs. That's solid. Yeah, he just fell apart at the end of his contract and he's getting paid a lot of money to do nothing. So, I mean, surprised you got that. Good job. Yeah, you know, I, I know my stuff. I know my socks. Yeah, you want to try and give me a Yankee? Off the top of my head? What do you got? Make it make it in my uh, life. Um, okay, I got one. Okay. I, let me look up the stats real quick. Go ahead. Make sure how many – I want to get the right amount of years. Yep. It's going to be someone like fucking Jacoby Ellsbury. No. All right. This guy played for the Yankees for two and a half seasons. Oh, gosh. 2014 to 2016 and a half. He played in the league for 19 years. He is, in my opinion, a future Hall of Famer. I was going to say Chase Headley, but no. He, no, not Chase Headley. <laughs> Is it? He is it? One rookie of the year in 1999. Is it Alfonso Soriano? Nope. He has zero MVPs. He has one, two, three, four, five. Is it Beltron? Yes, Carlos Beltron. Ah, I was gonna ask you if he was like known for being a Yankee, but no, okay. he's not. He only yeah. played there for two years at the end of his career. So I remember he that had too. A, actually, had a solid uh, year I there. I remember he wasn't terrible. His first year he was terrible, but that second year he hit 276 with 19 home runs and 130 games. And then the year after that, when he got traded, he was actually hitting 304 with 22 home runs and 99 games. And then they trade him to the Rangers in 2016. I wonder what we got for that. We must have got a good little bit, huh? Let's look. Scroll down. I mean, that's a really good first half. Holy down crap. To transactions. I mean, he was an all-star. Oh, here we go. Couple of you <laughs> couple of legends. Nick Green, mm-hmm. Eric Swanson, and <laughs> Orioles legend Dylan Tate. That was the trade. That's what you got for Carlos Beltron. Eric Swanson, I know who that is. I know who Dylan Tate is too. I hit nukes off him in the show. Yep. That's that's I strictly know Dylan Tate because he's the pitcher that would go out there every time you went to a like computer generated game. Yeah. Against, against the Orioles to get some uh, affinity stuff. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Dylan Tate's on the mound. We're hitting. Those are not three to twelve bags. Okay. Carlos Beltran was like a 30-30 guy on the Royals. He stole. Oh, that's walks. Oh, I was about to freak out. Forty-two bags. Forty-one bags. Yeah, Beltron had wheels in his in his prime. Not bad, not bad. Very good player. I think he was a team. Is he with the franchise right now? Like manager or anything, or is he out of it? No, he didn't get in it. Remember because he yeah, I know he got fired from the Mets, but I didn't know if he got like rehired or anything. He would have been a pretty solid manager. He that's who the Mets should have hired this offseason, in my opinion. Not fucking Buck Showalter, by the way. I think that's an awful hiring. That's going to be a train wreck. I think that's going to be terrible, but that's a story for another day. This is going to wrap it up for episode four of Bronx Meets Beantown. Hopefully we can get back soon with some post-lockout content, but until then, 
next episode will be after lockout's over, I think, unless anything breaking happens. Go get some good karma. Go open some doors for people. Go tell people they're having a nice day. Just hope. Just build up some good karma for a hopefully good meeting today. Yep. Send out some positive vibes. Mm-hmm. Tell your mother I love you. Just yep. do anything that makes makes anyone's heart warm. All right. Any last notes? I think that's a good way to end off. Okay. Throw gas, hit bombs. Uh, if you're listening to this, Remember now SSBT slash SSBN is now presented by House Enterprise, where the house always wins. Go to house-enterprise.com to view all their content, all their merchandise. Maybe there's some Bronx meets B-Town merchandise coming out when uh, you know we pick up some steam here, but there's SSBT merchandise out there, shirts, hats, golf towels, literally whatever you want. They have merchandise for it, and they have a bunch of good content, a bunch of good articles for everything. They're Yankee fans, by the way. Jake, Jake and Will, the, the owners of House Enterprise, are big Yankee fans, so we'll have to get them on here at some point this year and talk some shit. Three verse one, you ready for that? Of course. <laughs> we were down 3-0 in 04. I don't care. I don't care what the, what the odds are. Okay. Hold to it. All right, sounds good. We'll talk to you next time. I'm with you, go against any nigga like fuck this glitter. Ski off third on beats. I put it in for you, I spin for you, whatever you with, I'm with it. How you gon' cross the nigga that rockin' with you? I got you lit in the city. I've been multitasking, rapping and being the daddy to my little children. I've been standing on business and spinning and spinning and spinning.